Well, for the purpose of full disclosure and transparency, I acknowledge Robert Bell's input, influence and direction in my sermon this morning. And as I have reflected upon his interpretation and his commentary on this text, I believe he is spot on in his assessment of this passage of scripture. Because here is the issue. In many ways, perhaps unfortunately and sadly, the term Good Samaritan has become something of a cliché to refer to anyone who helps anyone else in need. Now, while it's certainly worthwhile and commendable to help people in need, if this is the only thing this parable is talking about, then I believe that we have missed the backstory of what is going on here. In fact, we have missed the whole point. We've missed the whole point of the story because there is something much more powerful, much more profound going on here in this story. The context is about a lawyer asking Jesus a question. Now, this person was not like our lawyers today. This person was a religious lawyer, a person who knew the law of Moses and the Pharisees like the back of his hand. He knew them back to front, inside and out. This was his role in the Jewish religion. And he asked Jesus a question about what he should do to gain eternal life. Now, this was actually a dumb question. It was a stupid question because he already knew the answer. He was an expert in the law, after all. That's what he got paid the big bucks for. Jesus knows that it is a dumb question and that the lawyer is just trying to set him up. So Jesus answers the question with a question. What is written in the scriptures? The lawyer replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind and love your neighbours as much as you love yourself. Spot on, you are one very clever lawyer. Now Jesus didn't actually say that, I made that up, but <laughs> Jesus does say, if you do this, you will have eternal life. But then comes the real question that the lawyer wanted to ask. This is what the lawyer was getting at from the very first conversation. The crux of his conversation with Jesus. Who are my neighbours? Who are my neighbours? And we could ask that question today in our diverse world. Jesus then tells a story. A Jewish man was travelling from Jerusalem to Jericho and was attacked, badly beaten and left for dead. Along comes a priest, reading a little Bible, I noticed. Then came a temple assistant on her phone. Both see the beaten man but continue their journey, crossing to the other side of the road. Now Jesus is having a bit of a joke here because this road was not like Coromel Street or Borelli Street or Stewart Street or any small laneway in Wollongong. It was probably about a metre or a metre and a half wide with a stone 
cliff on one side and a drop off on the other side. There was no other side of the road. There was no other side of the road. They probably had to step over the wounded man to continue their journey. Then comes along a despised Samaritan. He stops and helps physically, financially, generously. At this point, though, we need to try and get our thoughts, our minds, our heads around the hatred that the majority of the Jews had for the Samaritans. It stemmed from a number of issues, including civil wars. It related to the time when Israel was divided into two kingdoms, Israel and Judah. The northern kingdom, Israel, set up its capital in Samaria which was then a rival capital to the southern kingdom whose capital was Jerusalem. When the northern kingdom Israel fell to the Assyrians, the people began to intermarry with the Assyrians. Therefore the Jews from Judah, the southern kingdom, called those from the north who'd intermarried, they'd called them dogs, they called them half-breeds. Therefore, their hatred of the Samaritans was palpable. In trying to think of a contemporary example, it might be something like a pedophile, rapist, domestic abuser, terrorist, human trafficker, and someone who kicks little puppies just for the fun of it, all rolled into one. That is what the Jews thought of the Samaritans. Jesus then asked the lawyer, which one of these three people who came across the wounded man was a neighbour to him. The lawyer said, the one who showed pity. Jesus then replies, go and do the same. Now we don't know what that lawyer's response was. Perhaps he went away giving some thought to what uh, Jesus' illustration was all about. Perhaps he went away though, hating the Samaritans just as much as he did before he spoke to Jesus. However, can you see what is going on here? The lawyer, this Jewish lawyer, cannot even say the word Samaritan. That is how deep his hatred was. He can't even say the word, he just says the one. So Jesus is basically saying to the lawyer, that person lying there is your neighbour, the one you hate. That person lying in the road, that is the one who you are called to love. That is where eternal life is found, in showing kindness to the one you hate, the one you despise, the one you wish did not exist, the one whose name you cannot even say. Jesus is calling the lawyer to love like God loves. Therefore, this story, this story of the Good Samaritan, is about being a neighbour. It is about loving others with a love that leaves no room for hate. It is about loving like God loves. And that means everyone, those who hate us, those who we find most difficult to love, those we hate, those we hate so much we cannot even say their name, those who we would cross the street 
to avoid rather than running into them on the footpath. Obviously, the hardest thing is to love those we hate. Sometimes it's probably easier to love those who hate us because we actually don't often know that they hate us unless they indicate their hate to us in some way or other. The hardest thing, of course, is to love those we hate. And that is the real point of this story, being a loving, a loving neighbour to everyone, even those we hate. Loving like God loves, with a love that has no room for hate, with a love that expels hate. In the words of Viktor Frankl, the Austrian neurologist and psychiatrist, who was also a Holocaust survivor, the salvation of humankind is through love and in love. The salvation of humankind is through love and in love. And if we look at the world around us today, don't we need that love? Unfortunately, though, there is still a lot of hate in society today, even within the Christian church. Yet hate is a learned behaviour. A child's natural attitude is to love. However, children often learn to hate because they are taught to hate unintentionally or otherwise by parents, family, teachers or other adults who shape their learning. Yet if hatred can be learned, then love can also be learned. Furthermore, love is a conscious choice, an act of the will. We can choose to love others if we have the will to do so. And this is the crux, the heart, the point of this story, loving like God loves. But here, I think, is the sticking point. The challenge from this parable for us today and it's this, this Samaritan could easily represent any number of people for us, anyone at all, anyone we don't like, anyone we have a difference of opinion with, anyone whose behaviour, attitude, morals, religion, anything at all we disagree with. The reality is we all have Samaritans in our lives. I was, I was further reminded of this last week when I read something that was written by a New Zealand retired officer, many of you would know him, Major Harold Hill. He puts it this way, we are not immune from the insidious hostility that arises from ignorance and fear of those different from ourselves. We are not immune from the insidious hostility which arises from ignorance and fear of those different from ourselves. Yes, we all have Samaritans in our lives, be they good or bad. Well, for our reflection time this morning, I invite you to listen to a song performed by the Gaither Vocal Band and Signature Sound. Now this song is actually in our songbook, number 850. The words are by Bill and Gloria Gaither 
and the tune is Finlandia. The words will appear on the screen so we can follow them through. I believe that these words are quite profound. I think this is the way that Jesus wanted the lawyer, the expert in the law, to live his life. And I can also imagine that this is how God wants us to live our lives in today's world. May we allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us through these words and music. Thank you.